get notifications, and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all, and hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. And please allow me to introduce my guest today. She was on the challenge Battle of the X's 2, and she's also got her own podcast called Boss Babes. Mrs. Brittany Baldy, how are you doing? Hey, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on today. So excited to be talking all things sports and the challenge with you. Yeah, it's actually great to get you on here because I think it was like a couple weeks ago I was seeing on uh, Twitter and I think even you answered a fan. They were wondering like why we didn't see Brittany back. And I think that's a question that we need to address today, but we'll get into that. I want to ask you, though, how this year's kind of been like for you, though. How's what been lately? Sorry. How's this year kind of been like for you with the whole uh, transition with everything going on? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people are struggling a little bit off and on. Um, at the beginning of the whole pandemic situation, it was such a struggle for me. I would say March through end of April, beginning of May was the hardest, only because, as a lot of you guys know, especially if you are Challenge fans and you've been following my career, I am a sports reporter. I was involved with news reporting for a while. Um, I do have a sports podcast. So a lot of my jobs currently are highly involved with interviewing other people, being on the court, um, just being social. So when all of those charity events and sporting events started to shut down, I was kind of in a situation where I was just like, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I adapt? How do I keep trying to be creative and enjoying life without being able to go to the basketball court or being able to go to a charity event to cover something for Boss Babe. So um, essentially, the now the silver lining is I'm actually enjoying kind of having this extra free time because both my boyfriend and I, we met back in January. He's also a professional athlete. I'm sure we'll touch upon that later. He plays professional baseball. We've had so much downtime together because of the pandemic. He didn't really play that much after spring training either because of the minimizing of the contact and minimizing um, the rosters and all that, not having a AAA league. He had so much free time with me that we've been traveling up and down from North and South. He's from North Carolina. I'm from Massachusetts, of course, that the silver lining is I enjoy having more free time and not having to run gig to gig and being able to spend time with friends, family, and my puppies. So yes, it's been difficult. And yes, I've had to adapt to different things like doing my podcast virtually versus in person a lot and whatnot. But I think the silver lining is spiritually I like being able to have more free time and not be so much involved with the rat race anymore. Right, and that's a very positive outlook. But I'm going to ask you, how did that kind of uh, profession come about for you with um, how you get to interview everybody and kind of like what you've been doing? That's actually a really good question. It's almost hard for me to answer because if you go back into my actual history of where I went to college and what I studied, so I grew up in the city of Methuen it's a well back in the day I guess it was a town the town of Methuen which is actually where CT and Cara Maria from the challenge are from as well so I guess the challenge does love Boston area castmates but I went to a college for psychology and sociology and while I was in college I actually lightly started tapping into live modeling and promotional stuff and 
flash forward now, I actually used to do a lot of stuff with Cara Maria back in the day for like Barcelona Sports, believe it or not. And her and I would get casted for music videos together. And before we were even like highly involved with the challenge in reality TV, her and I used to do a lot of the same types of gigs. So her and I actually have a pretty good friendship. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool to see how all of our careers have sort of evolved. But I, I would just think that it was fate where I was in college. Somebody asked me to do a photo shoot. I put up a photo. People started DMing me and messaging me on Facebook back in the day. And then from there, it turned into uh, live events and print modeling and um, being a ring girl like for boxing. And then from there, I auditioned for my first reality TV show. And here we are like 10 years later. I'm still in front of the camera. and I did a lot of behind the scenes stuff for a station in Boston called Channel 7. Then from there, I started producing for New England Sports Network. And then I was a reporter for a couple of years in Marlboro. And to say the least, like it being in the entertainment industry, it is a rocky road in the sense where you don't have that steady like nine to five income. It's very much like, oh my gosh, like what's going to be coming up next? Am I going to get booked? Am I going to get casted? Um, what should I apply for? So, um, and that's part of the reason why I love this industry is it's so competitive and there's always something new and you're always learning. But yeah, I guess my path has been, I think, carved from destiny and fate, to say the least, because I, I didn't go to school for journalism. I didn't start doing modeling or anything until I was in my early 20s. Wow, but you, you seem to be having uh, fun with what you're doing, right? I'd, I'd say a lot of people uh, would like to be doing what you're doing. It seems pretty cool, right? Yeah, I would definitely say, Mike, that it is a lot of fun. And if you are that type of person that is a go-getter and enjoys, like I said, kind of working for yourself and being that hungry go-getter that I am or that you might be, um, you have to be very self-sufficient because if you aren't self-sufficient, you're not going to be able to... Um, carry yourself in a way or get booked for those gigs. A lot of, like I said, when I was younger, a lot of hopping on a bus and driving to New York for three hours, going to an audition, doing Skype interviews with people from MTV. It's not easy. Like a lot of people think that, oh, she's just pretty and it, or it's good luck or it's this or it's that. It's like, yeah, that's part of it, of course, like having a good personality, looking cute. But a lot of it is like sitting around looking for that interview or going to that audition. Like, I can't even tell you the amount of auditions and whatnot that I used to go to traveling by myself in my 20s, like to New York, to LA, to Florida. Like, it could be difficult, but it's also very rewarding at the end of the day. And it's very fun. <laughs> I, and I'm glad you brought that up as well, because I myself, like, I'm very much like a, like a lone wolf type of, person like I don't have like a co-host or anything like I'm very much like dependent on myself I don't really like relying on other people too much and when I have my mind set on something like I'm gonna go do it you know what I'm saying like I'm very much like just like you said like a go-getter like if I want to make something happen I'll make it happen and I'm glad you pointed that out about like um how it's kind of like maybe easy to assume that what we do is easy because just from an outsider's perspective, but at least from my experience, like a lot goes into it. Like you really have to have like a, a certain level of drive to make what you want to have or what you want to happen happen because in the entertainment industry, you know, somewhat of a 
hard thing to do to like land all these interviews and all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I give you credit just for reaching out and DMing people like myself. Like it takes a lot to have the courage to potentially be let down. And um, like myself, I went through a, you go, I call it like a roller coaster. It's definitely a roller coaster where there's times you're booking all the gigs doing really good like you're at your highest peak and then all of a sudden it's like crap nobody's answering your phone calls right now there's no gigs to be booked somebody else is getting casted and then you're just like okay well what, what's my next step so the big part of this industry and i'll give you a little tip or anybody that's listening right now if you guys are interested in the entertainment industry whether it's trying out for a tv show or starting your own podcast or you want to be the next freaking giselle Bunchin or the next tom brady Literally, drive, passion, hard work, and yes, a big part of it is talent as well, but sometimes they say hard work beats talent, so keep going for it, chase those dreams, and you never know what can happen. I truly believe that, and again, me being spiritual, a lot of our lives are already carved out in the stars before things even happen, so as long as you're like divine, and it gives me the chills as I just said that, which is kind of cool. Um, if you divinely follow your path the proper way, things will start to align and happen as they should. And I completely agree with you, but I do want to hear now, could you maybe explain to our audience more about your podcast and what exactly, um, you deal with and pertains to, I know sports is a big thing. For sure. So you guys can see it right now. I'm rocking the sweater. I know that the, uh, the lighting isn't the best right now, but. If you look at the logo, so it's called Boston, B-A-B-E-S. The logo is actually, uh, it's short for Boston, and then it's like a play on words for Boston Empowerment. Um, the logo was actually created by a good friend of mine. Her name is Evelyn Reed, and you can see like the Zaken Bridge. It's basically the Boston skyline in the back of the logo, which is pretty neat. So she helped create the logo. She was a big starter of the podcast and doing the live events for the first year. She's still sort of involved now, um, but she's kind of doing her own thing right now with like YouTube and whatnot. But essentially the whole show is, it takes you behind the scenes with your favorite sports entertainers. So I've had on so many great people, including challenge cast members, but I've had on like the Gronkowski brothers, UFC fighters, NFL cheerleaders. I recently had on a female NASCAR driver. Um, a lot of athletes, wives, and girlfriends. I don't want to give out a secret, but I will. Um, Adrian Peterson's wife is supposed to be coming on in the upcoming um, month. And yeah, it's just, it's been great. I Back in the day, like I said, before Corona hit, uh, my co-host Emma and I were actually going out live to charity events, covering those events and cutting them into the show. So essentially what separates our sports show from all the other sports shows it's not a stats type ESPN show where we're sitting there asking the athlete about like how many touchdowns they've thrown or how fast they can run a 40-yard dash like it's not even really about that it's more so we take the listener behind the scenes so you'll get to learn what they like to eat on game day how they prepare for their sport what was it like growing up where they grew up um, what is it like traveling with a newborn? So it's like a very like lifestyle type sports show and people seem to enjoy it. And then there's always that charity element in there. We like to talk about how sports entertainers give back and 
what I love about my brand is we are also giving back in a big way. We do food drives. Um, last year, again, before Corona hit, my co-host and I, Emma, we actually did a really cool charity event where we collected a bunch of used and new sporting goods and back to school items and we donated them to local kids in need so our show not only talks to athletes about giving back and we cover charity events but we also conduct our own local local charity as well so that's a big part of our show is giving back to the community and you guys can follow us on itunes and spotify uh, we have new episodes out all the time um, again it's b-o-s-b-a-b-e-s short for Boston and Boss Women Empowerment. I'll link that in the description once this is up, but I, I'm glad you were able to share like all that information because people listening to this now might be hooked on your podcast. And do you have like any uh, potential dream guests for the future? That's a really good question. Um, honestly, just I don't really have like a potential dream guest. It's more so I want to have anybody on the show that loves to just i'm all about personality so if you have a good personality you like talking about where you grew up and you are very highly involved with the community and giving back for example i'll use adrian peterson's wife because ashley is supposed to be coming on her and her husband are doing a lot currently in their community uh she, they just recently moved to detroit they just donated a ton of jackets uh to a bunch of homeless people i believe like a lot of people don't understand that athletes give back a ton people just think that they're making millions of dollars and they're not doing anything they're partying they're just wasting their money it's like no people don't see like that's how the media portrays them but a lot of pro like for example my boyfriend when we were back home last month he did a full nine-hour clinic where he uh gave back money to kernersville little league which is where he actually started playing baseball so all that money that he raised went directly towards the Kernersville Little League. So a big part of our show, again, is you get to listen to the show and learn all about the athletes behind the scenes, how they got involved in this sport and what some of their favorite foods are and how their wives or girlfriends get dressed up for game day. It's a very like lifestyle entertainment type of sports show. And it's a female show. So like a big part of our show is we want females to want to listen to the show and obviously guys like it too, but I want to try to get women more into sports and get interested in sports and let them know that it's not just how many touchdowns somebody threw. Like there's more that goes into it. <laughs> and, and you mentioned about um, obviously your boyfriend being a baseball player. What's that like being uh, in a relationship with like a pro athlete? Yeah. So it's actually a lot of fun. Um, funny story him and I are both into sports of course uh we met on again being spiritual January 11th so 111 the triple ones we met last January we were both at a Celtics game afterwards we went out clubbing obviously this was before the pandemic hit he kind of slid in my dms like a couple weeks later and we just started developing a friendship and facetiming and he asked me out like a couple months later I went flew down to his spring training camp which ended up turning into more of like a spring break fun trip because the day that I flew out was the day that all the sports got shut down. So I actually haven't even watched him play baseball in person yet. Um, but at the end of the day, it's been great because we're getting to know each other outside of sports. He's been going with me to events when he can and uh, being very supportive of the, of the podcast. And him, he actually joins me on the podcast sometimes. So if you guys are interested, 
and learning more about our relationship. There's actually a full podcast episode called Getting to Know Us. Uh, but my boyfriend, I'll give you a little background on him. He got drafted, I believe, in 2012. He's in his 30s like I am. He started in the Oakland Athletics organization. He's actually in the Baseball Hall of Fame. His jersey's hung up because he broke uh, a pitching record, which is pretty neat. Um, so he is in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I'm curious to see how this season's going to pan out. He's currently a free agent. Um, I'm really hoping that he gets chosen for a team sooner than later. That way I could start planning out what cute outfits I'm going to be wearing and getting some custom jackets and outfits made, deck them all out. But, yeah, all in all, dating a pro athlete so far has been really good. But then again, we haven't had a season together. So we'll see how this upcoming season goes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go out on a limb to assume that your favorite sport is baseball then, right? Because, I mean, kind of being tied into that, I'm sure it plays somewhat of a part, right? Um, so that's kind of a tricky question. So me as a kid, I loved softball, loved baseball. It was a big Red Sox, Nomar Garcia Parra, Pedro Martinez, Jason Veritek. Loved following the early 2000s Red Sox team. Um, I like to tell people that the day that they let go of Nomar Garcia Parra is the day that I slowly started to fall out of love with baseball. So my favorite sport is actually ice hockey and I love football. Love the sport of ice hockey, love football. I love all sports, of course. I'm the on-court host for the main Red Claws, which is the Celtics affiliate. But I believe Ryan is going to slowly get me back into the sport of baseball because, yes, back when I was a little girl, age 10, 11, 12, baseball was the sport that I watched all the time. It was like my dad was really into the sport. We played catch. I would travel with softball. So although it's currently not my favorite sport, I believe dating a baseball player will help me get back into it again. (laughs) Yeah, football is kind of like my like main type of sport. I talk about it sometimes on here. And I think I noticed on your Instagram, you uh, mentioned about um, the Patriots, but you, you were in like a Carolina Panthers uh, jersey, I think. So what is like your favorite team now? Or is it kind of like a cross-contamination there? So weird. So I know it's kind of confusing nowadays, especially with And I hate to say it and be a Fairweather fan, but I love the Patriots. I'm going to be a diehard New Englander, obviously, probably to the day I die because it's where I grew up. Obviously, all of our sports teams are amazing. My boyfriend and I have gone twice to the Mini Hall of Fame in Foxborough. Have you ever been? Where are you from, actually? I didn't even ask you that. So I'm from, like, Jersey, but I'm more so towards, like, the city area. But I'm a Seattle fan, if that makes sense. I mean, it totally makes sense. Everybody follows different teams. Uh, my boyfriend, which we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers in a sec. Um, so to answer the original question, always going to be a New Englander, always going to love the Patriots. We're obviously not doing that great this season. I obviously predicted it as long as, as well as a lot of other people probably predicted it as well. Tom Brady's gone. Rob is back playing down south as well. And we, Edelman, I believe, is injured. It's just we don't really have the team that we normally have, so... It's hard to watch a team where they're not playing that well when you're used to seeing them dominate year after year after year. Um, I do still follow the Patriots. I'm obviously watching the Bucs, of course, because aside from being a Patriots fan, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And how can you not be after growing up in New England and watching him for 20 years? Like I have been watching him since I was in like middle school. So Definitely. I won't say that I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan. So, yes, I watch the team in hopes that he does well. And then the Carolina Panthers, that's my boyfriend's favorite team because he's from North Carolina himself. 
So that's why you saw me. That was actually his jersey. Well, not his jersey, but Christian McCaffrey's jersey. I was wearing that for that post. But I'm not necessarily a Carolina Panthers fan, but I do like the color of their jerseys. They're kind of cute. The turquoise blue. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a pick for this year on who you think is going to take it? or? I don't know. It's kind of hard to decide that, I feel like, right now, especially with people that opted out of the season or people that are getting injured. And obviously, naturally, I gravitate towards hope, hoping that Tom Brady is going to take it this season. Who knows? Um, I really don't know. I mean, who was it? The Saints were doing really well before Drew Brees got hurt. It's, it's hard to decide. I mean, I'm also a big Patrick Mahomes fan. And I love the Chiefs. I could see the Chiefs potentially taking it again. What about what do you think? Well, obviously, I'm going to have some vested interest here. Um, my team's doing pretty well right now. We're actually seven and three. We're, uh, I think, we're second in our conference right now. So we could potentially, um, you know, obviously from a <laughs> vested interest standpoint, I'd like to hope so. But I, as of now, I think that the Chiefs are going to take it again. It's just like too hard to kind of bet against Mahomes and those guys, you know. I can agree with that. They're a great team, and I, I love Mahomes. Actually, speaking of people that I'd love to get on the show. I would love to have him and his fiance on the show, on my show at some point. So fingers crossed, those would be either just her or just him or the both of them sitting next to each other would be a great interview for me. Yeah, and I think this year's kind of been rough for a lot of people, but Mahomes' year has been like crazy. Like he's won a Super Bowl. He, um, I think he's got a kid on the way as well. Like it's Patrick Mahomes has been having a good year. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is living the life. He signed that huge contract. Yes, he won the Super Bowl. Yes, he has a kid on the way. I think it's, and going back to the pandemic and how you asked me earlier about how life's been with the pandemic and how the year's been in general, I think giving different situations, how you look at it and how you handle it will dictate your outcome. So you could be swimming in a pile of poop, for example, but if you find a way to get out of that poop and turn it into gold, then that pile of poop doesn't matter anymore because you turned it into gold. So basically, even though there's a pandemic going on and life is kind of shut down, you have to learn how to adapt. If you can like adapt like Mahomes is doing, like you're doing, like I'm trying to do the best that we can, it doesn't end up being as crappy as most people think it is. It's just all about the mindset, I think. That is true. But let's now kind of dive into what I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to hear about, which is some challenge. Are you the one stuff? Can I now ask you about your casting story and how you kind of got on to Are You The One? Sure, for sure. So it feels like it was so long ago when I did Are You The One. I think I was like 23, 24. Um, how I got casted was way back in the day. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the TV show. Is she really going out with him? But essentially, it was on for like two or three seasons. It was like a one episode thing where me and my ex-boyfriend at the time, you're like, you're dating like a douchebag, which I guess he was back in the day. There's reasons for it while we're not together anymore. But the same producer and director of that one episode really liked me. So flash forward a couple years later, I actually tried out for the real world, made it to the semifinals, didn't get picked. But MTV called me like two years after my stint with Ishii really going out with him and trying out for the real world. They go, ring, 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 hello. I'm like, who the heck is this? They're like, it's MTV. Like, I thought it was just like a joke phone call. 
they're like, oh, this is MTV. I was like, oh, hi. Like, I didn't apply for anything. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, we have a brand new TV show coming out. We can't really tell you that much about it, but are you interested in talking with some casting producers and maybe sending in a, a casting tape? I was like, sure, whatever, why not? So long story short, because I tried out the real, real world and went pretty far, and because I had already been on issue really going out with him, and they were already kind of interested in me as a person, and I was single and still young and cute, I guess, they uh, had me audition for it. I flew out to L.A., met with the casting producers, and um, the casting process was really cool because I feel like a lot of people always ask me, like, how real is the show? Like, is it bull crap? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know about the newer seasons, to be honest with you. I don't know if they've changed it up or what they do for Are You the One? But when I was on the show, I think they did a very good job at trying to actually match us with people that we might want to date. Because they gave us like a stack of papers, like two inches thick about like who we'd, we would want to date or who we would want to marry, who we're attracted to. Like we met with like psychologists. We did all kinds of like crazy stuff. So that way they could match us up with somebody. And we had to obviously figure out who they were on the show. Um, but I would say it was very realistic in the sense that they put in a lot of work into matching people up and putting together a good cast. Yeah, and, and uh, that's a good point as well, because I think that um, that's kind of something that people are interested in hearing about is kind of like how that whole process works with like um, the psych evaluations and all that kind of stuff. But um, I normally ask um, cast members who maybe went on the real world, already the one, whatever it may be, if they had true intentions of getting onto the challenge. But at that point, they weren't really pulling anybody from Ari the One for the challenge yet. So I'm going to assume that getting onto the challenge wasn't even in your thought process when going on Ari the One, right? Yeah, exactly. So you are 100% correct. My season that I actually got on the challenge was the first time I believe they took anybody from a brand new show, which is kind right. of cool. So I'm kind of in that like category of not only was I the first one on a brand new reality TV show, like for the first season of Are You the One? But I was the one of the only four people to get casted from that very first season to go on the challenge. Because before that, it was only people from, I believe, the real world and road rules. And correct me if I'm wrong. There's some super fans out there that might think that I'm incorrect. I might be wrong. But as far as I I'm think you're correct. Yeah, I think we were the first group of people that they started integrating people into the show. Now I understand that taking people from Survivor and TikTokers and all kinds of bull crap, watering it down for X, Y, and Z reasons, which we could talk about later. I'll give you my theory on that if you guys want that theory down the road. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool being one of the only four people to go on the challenge. But yeah, I didn't have any intentions of getting on the challenge or getting on any other shows because I didn't really know about it. My intentions were... I was generally interested in finding my perfect match because I'm a very picky dater. I'm very picky when it comes to how I look, how I dress, how I talk, like my job. So I was actually generally interested in like finding my perfect match or somebody that I could vary because, yeah, I mean, when you're somebody that likes to not, doesn't really like to date or use dating apps or anything like that, for me, I looked at it as an opportunity to potentially find some good guys, to be honest with you. Like the so Bachelor now, or the Bachelorette. Right, yeah. So, so now what about that crossover, though? Because obviously I'm sure with Ari the One for the first time coming onto the show, I'm sure that crossover um, 
must have been a little weird for some of the cast members that were already like vets kind of seeing like all these new people coming in sorry i just like shook the thing um seeing like these new cast members coming in from like another tv show did you guys or you in particular kind of feel like uh, a weird vibe at first or did they kind of welcome you guys in with open arms so it's kind of like a tricky question to answer because i would say at the beginning when i first got called so Adam and I, we obviously didn't even know, but we started to kind of figure out the theme as we went. Um, and the challenge is a good job at trying to hide the themes, not letting us know who's getting casted because they don't want us to discuss it, obviously, before the show. But we started to kind of figure out that it was probably going to be something like an exes theme because only me, Adam, Simone, and JJ, I believe, got picked, which is kind of interesting, but whatever, that's who they chose for my season. Um, but yeah, when it came down to the crossover for the challenge, I remember getting the call and it was kind of right after me working on, are you the one? It was like four months after. So I was still in shape. I was still physically fit. I was still working out a ton, but I was like, screw it. Why not? Like, this sounds like a good time. Um, when it came to us actually filming, I just remember like all the dirty looks that we got. And I remember us being like shunned out right away and people being like, oh, like, who are these people? Where are they from? Because obviously no one had seen us, really. No one even knew really what Are You The One was because the season had just wrapped up like two months later being on TV. But I would say Adam and I like earned our respect because for those of you that did watch Battle of the Exes season two, they like hated us like they wanted us out because not only were we rookies but we were also from a different tv show so adam and i got thrown into a ton of eliminations and we also didn't really perform that well in the actual challenges as you guys have seen a lot of that was because him and i still had a lot of real animosity left over from are you the one because the way that he treated me or the way that i was depicted through editing wasn't the best so i didn't have like a good taste in my mouth from from him, I guess, as far as a friendship. So a lot of us working together during the actual challenges didn't come out, but for some reason we knew that we wanted to stay on the show and compete. So we ended up kicking ass during the elimination rounds. But yeah, people were always throwing us into eliminations. We were always having to fight back. So I'd say after like our second win in the eliminations round is when we started to gain respect from the vets. They were like, oh wow, these people are actually uh, a duo that we have to like be careful of because they're actually kind of strong and they know what we're doing. They know what they're doing. So at the beginning they hated us. And then I think we kind of started to earn their respect towards the end of the season. So, so would you say that that was kind of like your dynamic with Adam coming in uh, to the season? Like, were you guys like not cool with each other or? We, I would say that we definitely weren't at the beginning of the season. It was, again, it was fresh off of Are You The One? Because I want to say that that show, and I forget because it was so long ago. I want to say that that show aired in like January or February of that year. And then we flew out to Panama like that October. Um, so between the show airing and coming out for Are You The One? And like that little small gap in the summer, us leaving for... The challenge, we didn't really get to rekindle anything as far as a friendship because between the after shows and the traveling and all the stuff that we had to do in between, we kind of had some like animosity towards each other. So when we showed up, we like didn't really talk much. It was like a lot of like fighting and bickering. So it, like made it difficult. Whereas some of the other people that were casted for the show, I'll use like, I think Sarah and Jordan were a couple, uh, not a couple, but they were a duo together. Sarah and Jordan, their freaking friendship relationship they weren't really like hating each other at all because that had already been resolved. So 
I think a big downfall for us was that our like breakup was so fresh that it made it difficult for us to actually compete where whereas some people like didn't really actually hate each other it was just like a theme for the tv show if that makes sense right like i'd say like there was a big drop off in terms of like you could tell which like i guess x is the term like duos um really got along and which ones like had some real animosity like for example obviously you mentioned yourself and um adam johnny um and Avery also had a lot of like animosity still there. And that was very fresh, but you saw like teams like Leroy and Naya were really cool with each other, Sarah and Jordan. Like, so I'd say like there was definitely a fine line in between like which teams were like cool with each other and then which ones weren't. Yeah. And I think to go off of that a little bit more, I think it's because like we were just speaking about some people, it was more of like a fresher breakup or, situation where their friendship had just ended like again correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't talked to Johnny or Avery in a while but we actually faced them in our in elimination round towards the end of the season they actually beat us still haunts me to this day if you guys want to talk about that towards the end we can Adam jumping up trying to ring that bell and him missing it and us getting sent home I think it was like our fourth elimination but anyways Johnny and Avery I want to say actually like lived together they were like a legit boyfriend and girlfriend they had just recently broke up so if you have like a real couple like that competing and a couple like adam and i who again we just got done watching our show play out on tv and we're not really friends versus like you said naya and leroy where they freaking dated who gives a crap four years ago and now they're friends again probably dating other people that's where, like, it's kind of like that unfair advantage where some people generally don't really like each other at that time and they're working on things for the show versus people that dated four or five years ago and now they're actually friends so they can talk and work things out. So there was a slight disadvantage for some of the couples or duos, however you want to word us. Right, and Avery's actually been on my show before. It was actually, like, one of my probably favorite episodes that I've had. She um, basically told the story, like, in detail which kind of we didn't really get to hear or see much from on TV all these years. Like, I, it was the season before. Like, I think they were still living with each other, and that's when uh, Johnny had uh, hooked up with Nani. So they never, like, resolved, like, any of their issues coming on to that show. So it was kind of like, whew. Yeah, and, and there you go. Something like that where it's even worse because you have Nani in the house. So, like, Nani was on our season. So there, again like Jay and Jenna at the time, obviously Jenna is now um, engaged to Zach, but that was a big stressful situation because John A still really loved Zach. And then Jenna and Zach were hooking up on my season. So put it this way, there were some couples that generally didn't like each other because of the past, because they actually really dated or they had good friendships and they got broken up. And then there were some people again, like Leroy and Naya, where they were basically just friends at that point or Jordan and Sarah were basically just friends at that point so they were able to work together a little bit better so that's where you see some of the couples struggle and some of the couples do better all you see T and DM for example CT and DM were both really good friends yes they're they were exes at the time but they didn't even really have a bad breakup it was just they mutually didn't get along so they just parted their ways and they were like best friends it's why they competed so well in the show but I guess that's why it's a competition and why they have that show because you have like the real life couples the drama and you just watch us unfold everything 
I'm actually grateful for being on that season because now Adam and I do have a friendship because after that show, him and I were able to like rekindle a friendship because we were like, all right, you know what? We were able to kick ass and do so much together. Let's just become friends again. So I almost feel like spiritually I needed that because it helped me like regain my respect back from the viewers because I, from Are You The One to The Challenge, the way that I was edited on Are You The One versus The Challenge, people see me as like that strong, like badass and The Challenge. Whereas I look like a little bitch on Are You The One, the way that I was edited, which sucks. So I think I gained a lot of respect back from my fan base and viewers being on The Challenge. And like I said, Adam and I rekindled our friendship. We still do talk sometimes. Him and I actually went to Mexico with a couple of our other castmates and um, hosted like spring break together a few years ago. So yeah, I would say that being on that show helped uh, Adam and I become friends again, too. Wow, that's awesome. And we kind of like, in a way, sort of see how sides are picked in the house. Like there's obviously like politically and socially. What side would you say? Now, I know like pretty much they were throwing you into eliminations regardless. But if you had to say for you and Adam, at least like because obviously there was a clear cut two sides of the house, which was like Wes, Naya, Avery and uh, Teresa, I'd say. Whereas the other side was like the Nani, Bananas, Leroy and Naya side. What what would you say? Uh, you, what side would you say you and Adam were kind of on or were you just kind of neutral? I would say, and that's actually a really good question. So, again, Adam and I being new to the show, we knew the concept of the show because obviously we had been fans of it and we've watched it. But I think him and I went in with, uh, we're not going to do a social game. We're not going to do a political game. We're just going to go in and just be ourselves and whatever happens, happens. So we actually didn't even really have a strategy when we went on to the show. And it just ended up working out in a way where, again, we started to gain respect and become friends with people naturally. And the way that the house was separated sort of worked to our benefit because although we didn't do it intentionally, again, keep in mind, I didn't want to be really near Adam to begin with. So Adam was actually really good friends with Wes. Um, sorry. Yeah, I think he, again, it was so long ago, but I, he became really good friends with like Wes and I believe Naya and Sarah and that whole group in Jordan, where I became super good friends with, because I actually lived with, well, Simone is already a good friend of mine from Are You The One, but I became really good friends with, and I still talk to her. I love Nani, love Jenna, really became good friends with John A. Um, Jemmy was really cool. So it's kind of like him and I worked it in a way, again, unintentionally. We didn't do this on purpose, but he kind of had half of the house divided, and I kind of had half of the house divided. So we kind of had friends from both angles. But again, we did not do that on purpose. That's just the way that it happened, I guess, naturally, if that makes sense. Right, and I'm not sure how aware you are, but the last season that just aired, Wes and Johnny actually like came together and became friends and were uh, in an alliance. What is your thoughts on that? I did watch part of the last season. I don't watch all of the episodes, but I do like to watch to see my friends compete off and on. My thing with that is when they come together and they start forming alliances and doing something new, I'm always like, is this producers telling them to do this or are they generally doing it to like stir the pot? You know, Johnny's all about stirring the pot. So whether it's the producers telling them to do it or Johnny just trying to like throw people for a loop, um, I really don't know. I haven't talked to Johnny in a while. Jess, Johnny Bananas was on my season and he's on every freaking season. Uh, I think Johnny's just all about, he likes to win, wants to make money. He's known as that like, hardcore like asshole on the show but he's very good at what he does and I give him credit for it he's become a lifetime reality tv personality for it so 
good for him. And um, yeah, I don't really know why him and Wes did it. They could have just been doing it to stir the pot. That's my thoughts, because both of those dudes like to stir the pot. And Wes is very methodical, and so is Johnny. Mm. So now I do want to ask, though, because a big thing uh, this past season was they made like a new twist where you have, you have to go into elimination in order to uh, make it to the final. You can't go to the final without winning an elimination. And obviously, um, it's been like the thing was like the rookies are always like sacrificed first, and you and Adam got thrown into four, so... What what uh do you were you kind of mad uh, about like them throwing you into so many eliminations like do you feel like it was like undeserved or so being our first time on the show and knowing kind of what the format was already like from having watched the show in the past we kind of expected it we knew that there was going to be an X on our back again both from being a rookie and then two from also just coming from a new TV show so. I can't say that I was that upset about it because honestly, like, let's be realistic here. We knew it was going to happen. So at the end of the day, we just put our best foot forward. A lot of you guys didn't actually see where I actually, I actually journaled. I have a journal for my season of the challenge. It's written in like Spanish, not me writing in Spanish because I don't know how to write in Spanish, but it says journal in Spanish because we, obviously my season was in Panama. Um, but I basically kept track of like my season and the eliminations and, I'll give you guys a little quick fact because I didn't really get to talk about it that much and they didn't film it. Why? I don't know. But before every elimination, I had a little ritual where I would sit down in my bedroom. I had a circle drawn and I called it the winner's circle. Like I took a piece of tape, drew a circle and inside of it, it said winner's circle. And every time Adam and I won an elimination, I put a tally mark. So would I, after like elimination two or three, I would sit in there like meditate with my uniform on. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would like chug a Gatorade or a Powerade because literally guys, it was so hot in Panama. Like you would be sweating bullets, very hot, very muggy. So I would just kind of like not talk to anyone, kind of just like meditate, sitting in that circle, like getting in the mindset, like a professional athlete would to compete. And uh, so I feel like I, I wanted to share that with you guys. But as far as the eliminations go, um, with the new season, I think everybody deserves to get thrown into at least one elimination or two because it proves that you are a tough competitor, that you want to be there, and that you're not just coasting through because you look at some people, and I hate to crap talk her because I love her to death, but like Jenna, for example, went through all those seasons at the beginning making it to a final because she was dating Zach, who's been on numerous seasons, so she kind of just got to, up until recently, kind of just like coast through because she had people protecting her because she was dating Zach. She's not the only example. A lot of people are like that. People that are dating other people, they have an extra ally. So I truly believe the whole theme of everybody having to go into elimination and not just skating on by is the way that it should be, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, and I and I agree with you. And um, I, I feel like this twist is good, but I feel like um, there are some things that they could have done like differently because... Obviously, there is a social aspect to the game of, like, people want a politic to stay out of elimination. Now it feels like everyone's, like, now I want to go in. So it kind of takes away, like, a little bit of the competition aspect from some of, like, the uh, daily challenges. And it, honestly, it would have been interesting to see on your season that you did how it would have played out if um, you had to go in and get, like, because obviously you guys, you would have went into the first one and then you guys would have been, like, pretty much set after that, right? Like, you guys would have been good to go. Yeah, so we, exactly. So if we had a situation like that on our season 
where everybody had to go in and say we got thrown in right off the bat. I mean, him and I would have just not, I can't say we would have coasted through, but we would have had an easier chance of maybe making a little bit farther um, in our season. But I think as rookies coming from a new show, not to toot our own horns, but I think we did very well. I actually have a hat from John A. It's like a red, she used to always wear like backwards hat. She actually signed the inside of the hat with my eliminations and wrote rookie of the year inside of it. And I still have that hat. It'll go in my future man cave, probably next to my journal, probably hanging up with one of my jerseys and like a little set of stuff that I have from the show. Um, I still have my mouth guard. I still have a bunch of stuff from that season. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you with the eliminations. They should make it a little bit more fair and it makes it more of a competitive show for people to watch. But now I do want to talk about the one elimination, which involved the eating. And I want to ask you about those Lucas sticks, because you seem to have like a little bit of a hard time with them. Yeah, sure. So um, that's actually very interesting. So I was kind of freaked out about the the eating challenge because I thought it was going to be like bats or like dog poop. I thought we we're going to be eating something like disgusting. So I remember saying to TJ, like, TJ, is this like gross? Is it like super spicy is this going to be like the tv show fair factor where you're eating something nasty but actually the food that we got like wasn't even bad tasting what made it hard was so picture eating like a really dry french fry that's mm. basically all it was it was like a super dry french fry we weren't able to drink water i don't think but it didn't taste that bad it was just that it was so dry and you couldn't swallow it and you had to eat like a certain amount i believe in a certain amount of time and then you had to, like, did you have to, I forget, honestly, you had to, like, guess how many the person was eating, or I don't even remember what our, the elimination was, but I will say the food did not taste bad, but the struggle came from the fact that it was very dry, so it was hard to swallow. So that was it. It didn't taste bad, though. So would you say that it tasted kind of like a French fry, then? Yeah, honestly, it tasted just like a French fry. There's actually a funny photo of me, like, from the challenge, going like this. <laughs> well like my mouth is just completely filled up with like the food because I can't swallow it um so yeah that was like one of the easier challenges I would say that we had to do and not that it was easy but like it wasn't that physical it was more just can you get this freaking dry french fry down your throat <laughs> <laughs> so now I think like uh Adam, I guess maybe generally like I feel like Adam gets a lot of credit for those eliminations do you feel like uh you didn't get as much credit as Adam for uh, winning those? Or do you feel like you deserved more? Or I feel like that's an interesting question for me to answer now because during the show, I feel like Adam got more credit than I did. I think it's just because the way that he, like, promoted himself on the show. But I almost feel like, and again, I don't know if fans still hit him up or not. I'm not too positive because him and I don't really talk about the show that often anymore. But I know for me... I always get DMs, I always get messages, I always get tweets, especially around the time that a new season of The Challenge is about to come out, like, Britt, you were amazing, like, why didn't you get called back, or you did, you killed it, like, you were rookie of the year, like, what's going on, like, we would love to see you compete again, so it's hard for me to even answer that question, because I still feel like fans watching thought that I deserved or got a lot of credit, because I still get people being like, you absolutely killed it. Like, why didn't you ever go back? Or are you going to come back? Like, I would love to see you compete again, especially with a better partner. Like a lot of people that are fans of mine from the show say to me things like, 
you do better next time with either by yourself or with a better partner. So yeah, I don't even really know like what people think about me being a competitor other than what people tweet to me or post or DM to me now. And usually it's pretty positive, which is cool. So thank you guys for uh, thinking that I'm a good competitor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And from obviously like being in the loop of it, like I've seen like several like, um, rankings of like oh one season wonders of like who we wish would do more and i know adam's name comes up a lot and he actually didn't do another season again either after um i think he went and did already the one again there was like an already the one second chances that he ended up going on and doing but um another thing is obviously when you guys got eliminated and i think this was a fan question they wanted to know your thoughts on kind of the uh, battle of the exiled twist where you got like a second chance did you feel like that was a fair twist because that's kind of like generally like a polarizing topic i thought it was cool in the sense that we didn't get sent home right away so after we got eliminated we actually went him and i to a separate house just ourselves for like two or three days if i remember correctly Again, this was a while ago. This was like five years ago, so I don't remember exact details. But I do remember doing like my exit interview, and then I do remember being taken to another house. And I do remember both him and I being excited to potentially compete to come back. However, at that point, we knew who had already been eliminated. So we were like, oh, crap, like we're going to be facing some tough competition, which we did. I think in our elimination, it was Nani and Bananas. So... When we walked out there, we both looked at each other. We we're like, crap, like there's no way we're beating Nani and Bananas. So was it fair? I would say I'm not sure how to answer that. Was it cool? Yes, because I didn't go home right away. I got to stay in Panama for a few extra days and try to fight for my spot back. Um, but yeah, I can't really answer if it was fair or not. Just it was kind of like a roll of the dice because whoever happened to still be in the exiled house, that's who you were facing. And we happened to face uh, Nani and Bananas because they must have been beating everybody. I mean, think about the people that we knocked out. It was like Jess and Dustin. So Jess and Dustin got knocked out right away by Adam and I. Simone and JJ got knocked out by Adam and I. I forget who else got knocked out. But there was like three or four or five other couples, including Nani and Bananas, that got knocked out. And obviously Nani and Bananas out of all of them were the strongest. So they were obviously beating everybody. So by the time we got there, it was kind of like, oh, crap, this is who we're facing. So I guess it was fair in the sense that Nani and Bananas, for example, had to beat everybody else. Right. But now I think the question on everyone's mind is um, why we didn't see you again. Maybe were you called again or were there any close calls for you? Yeah, so that's always a question that I get all the time, and it's funny because when I get asked on Twitter, I'm always like, go hit up MTV and tell me to get back on the show. Like, I don't I don't really know what to say to you guys, but yes, to answer the question, Adam and I actually did get called for bloodlines, so we both got called. What ended up happening was Adam actually didn't have anybody to c- compete with him um, because I think his sister was pregnant at the time and they had like very specifics for what they wanted as far as like who you could compete with. So they wanted somebody between like the ages of like 20 and 30. You had to be single. You had to be good looking. You had to be fit. So for a lot of us, it was hard finding somebody to compete with us, especially a family member. Now, if it was like friends or something, it would have been better because we would have had more options. But basically, Adam couldn't find anybody to compete with him. And the same thing with me. 
I actually had my sister interview, but they didn't want her because she was in a long-term relationship. She was still in college, so I don't think she could have got the time off. And my brother, they really wanted him because he had, like, that asshole attitude. But he ended up getting into a fight with one of the producers. And he was like, F this. Like, I'm not actually going on now. So I had my brother agreed to do it. I would have been on Bloodlines. And then I actually got called for the following season. I forget what the theme was. It was Rivals 3. Was it Rivals 3? They called me for the following season. I didn't know what the theme was going to be. And I, like, made it pretty far in the casting. But then they never ended up casting me. And then after that, they stopped calling. And because I started picking so many people from other different TV shows that I think they were just like, all right, what the hell? Um, So they're, like, watering down the show, I believe. And then they actually called me, which I don't mind talking about it now. They called both Adam and I for X on the Beach last spring. Wow. So I, him and I almost got on the most recent season where they were like in Sweden or like in the mountains. But him and I both ended up deciding that we didn't really want to go on it because we didn't want to look like fools and have like drama be brought up because we're older now and jobs. So to answer the question, him and I both got called for seasons of the challenge. We just haven't got called recently. And I don't know if we don't fit the certain themes or what's going on. Both of us would probably be willing to compete on the challenge. But as far as shows like X on the Beach or other dating shows, probably not that interested because, I mean, I'm dating somebody now. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. So we would compete again. (laughs) (laughs) That is some like stunning uh, news because I I could probably go out on a limb and I think that I would assume that you guys would have each gotten called for, what was it, like, at least three shows you'd say for the challenge at least you were guys were called for again i got called for two seasons of the challenge i don't know how many and nothing recent like literally after bloodlines and the season after that i haven't gotten a phone call but like again you and i spoke about before we started this interview look at Teresa. she whether she got called or didn't get called she didn't do a show since my season same thing with nani she took a couple seasons off because she was in a relationship and trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. Now she's back again. But I still believe down the road they might call me or I've even considered reaching out and um, emailing the the crew and being like, yo, if you ever want somebody and if I fit the theme, like I'd be more than happy to. So I thought about seeing if I can get the contact from like Jenna or somebody sending out an email to production and like letting them know that at least I'm interested, you know. Yeah, and that were you surprised to see like after kind of like all these years um, after your dating show, which is already the one that they would try to get you on another one, X on the Beach, this soon? Like, were, was that surprising to you? Um, it was kind of surprising, but again, I didn't really want to do it because I know that that show is like full of drama, and I'm like 30 years old now, and on camera a lot and do a lot of like sports stuff so I didn't want to go on there and have like old things be brought up like dug up from the ground so I was just like although it would be fun and I'd love to take like a paid vacation and see friends again it's just one of those things where I didn't want to be showcased in like a bad light so I ultimately same thing with Adam because him and I talked about it we were just like you know what like we don't want this to be brought up again or have like other bad exes come on with us because him and I again we're friends so if him and I had to go on there we would have had fun with it, but say they had to bring on like my most recent ex that I dated recently and it was a bad breakup. I wouldn't have wanted them to come on the show. So yeah. 
I just didn't really want like dirty laundry being re-aired out at my age. But again, a show like The Challenge, I'm all up for competing, doing fun stuff, traveling. And I know that like I wouldn't be that person partying like a crazy animal like I did back in the day or hooking up with people or being that person. But I would love to compete and be more like a nanny is probably what I would do. Right. And um now, since you mentioned earlier about kind of having like your theory, I want to hear your theory, but more so your thoughts now on them pulling from other shows and networks. Sure. So my theory, and again, I could be wrong, but I just think that the TV show has been out for so long. You have to add in new people, including us. So if you think about it, like the Leroy's, the Nani's, the Johnny Bananas, the CTs, all of your like classic people that have been on the show since like day one, they're all starting to get older. They're all getting in relationships. They're all getting pregnant. They're all getting married. Wes, Teresa. So I think what they tried to do with our season was bring in new blood to have like young people. And I think that they brought Adam and I in with the intentions of having us on multiple seasons because we were younger People are starting to phase out like professional sports, for example, eventually people can't compete anymore. They're getting injured or they're starting a family. So I think they brought us in with the intention of having us on long term. But then somewhere along the line, they were probably like, all right, well, look at these survivor people. Look at these TikTokers. like they have this big following. Why don't we start bringing in people from different TV shows? That way we're getting the CBS fan base, the TikToker fan base. And I think, I mean, think about it. TV is all about ratings, viewership, and making money off of sponsorships and commercials. So I just think MTV is watering down the show for a profit. They're taking people from all these different TV shows in the hopes that they get more viewers and get more of a fan base, rightfully so, to make more money from it. And I think people that genuinely like the TV show, like yourself, or people that have been watching since day one, you guys don't care about seeing some little bitch TikToker dancing around in their underwear on a TV show, whether it be The Challenge or anything. You want to see Johnny Bananas, and you guys want to see CT, and you guys want to see Nani and Teresa and some of the new good competitors like Jenna, maybe myself, back, because we're like that nitty-gritty, like we actually want to compete. We're not just there to shake our asses around, you know? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I see it. No, I agree with you, and I think that I just saw that they're for this new season, not the one airing now, but the one that I think they're going to be filming in a few months, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that they're looking to pull from TikTokers, and oh my gosh, if they, like if they pull from TikTokers, I, I, I don't know what to say, because I don't know if you're, how aware you are, but they actually just pulled from, like, I think they got someone from WWE for this new season. They had an America's Got Talent singer. Like, I feel like there's a fine line in where they should be pulling from and where they shouldn't. And I feel like if they pull TikTokers for it, like, I, I, I don't really know much, much to say, but that's just not really, at least in my eyes, like something that I'm interested in watching. It's not. I don't. I mean, again, I think it's coming from somebody like myself that is competitive, that likes to do sporty stuff, that interviews pro athletes, and me having been on the show and watching the show off and on since I was a kid. The challenge is about nitty gritty people that are good at competing, good with the social game, athletic. Not to say that any of these TikTokers aren't. I mean, I don't know. I don't even have a TikTok to be honest with you. But from the stuff that I see on TikTok, it's like little cute dances and girls that are half naked, like. 
that's not going to make for a good season. Like, if anything, I kind of liked when they did the Champs versus Stars where they took some pro athletes, and I would rather see them bring in maybe some more former pro athletes or retired pro athletes or maybe take more people from Survivor. Like, I think that would make the show a little bit better. But again, I think they're trying to hone into the younger audience because think about it most people that watch mtv they're like teeny boppers so nowadays it's who's the biggest person on instagram and tiktok so i think that they're definitely trying to pull from those types of avenues for the simple fact that they want to keep their fan base up again most people that watch mtv are like little teeny boppers that like shows like teen mom and they're have those that demographic and that audience is into things like TikTok. So I think they're just trying to keep up with the times and I understand, but over time, I think the challenge is going to continue to get watered down and people like yourself and the diehard fans that have been watching it since the CT era are going to probably stop watching the show. That's my opinion. And I agree with you, but um, thank you again for uh, joining me today. And I do want to ask now because I do do after shows with like past cast members when we rewatch like the season that's like currently airing, like the invite is for you in the future. If you want to come on here and uh, join me and uh, kind of recap the uh, episode of the current season that's airing. So, yeah, for sure. You just have to let me know in advance because like I said, I don't really watch the show that often. And if I do, it'll be like an episode here or there just to kind of keep up with what's going on. So in the event that you do want me to recap an episode, feel free just to shoot me a message. Let me know kind of what episode you're thinking of having me join. And I would have no problem watching an episode or two and and definitely discussing it. But keep chasing your dreams. Keep doing what you're doing. I love that you had me on here today. And maybe you guys will see me on an upcoming season. I just I don't really know because it's going to depend on if MTV wants to cast somebody like myself again or if they want to have the little half-naked TikTokers, you know? That's all I can say to the fan base is I know you guys want to see me back and you want to see people like Adam back on the show, but sadly, I think that they're doing certain things for their audience and ratings, but who knows? <laughs> well, for those watching, let us let me know down below in the comments section. Do you want to see Brittany come back? I know I do, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to say that they <laughs> do. <laughs> and I'll link your uh, link to your uh, podcast in the description as well. And uh, thank you again. I hope that uh, you have a great Thanksgiving. Awesome. You too, Mike. Chat soon. See you.